hearts are open, nothing here is hidden, you are our one desire. Shout, be your anthem. There we now fill the sky. We are here for you. We are here for you. Let your word move in power. Let what's dead come to life. We are here for you. We are here for you. To you our hearts are open. Nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. You alone are holy. Only you are worthy. God, let your fire fall down. hearts are open, nothing here is hidden, you are our one desire, you alone are holy, only you are worthy, God, let your fire fall down, sing that again, to you our hearts are open, nothing here is hidden, you are our one desire. fire fall down let it fall let it fall let it fall we welcome you with praise we welcome you with praise almighty God of love Place. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, be welcomed in this place. Let every heart adore, let every soul away. Almighty God of love, be welcomed in this place. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love. Welcome in this place. We welcome you, Lord. 
place, Lord. To you our hearts are open, nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. You alone are holy, only you are worthy. God, let your fire fall down.
song says is surely as the the sun will rise you're faithful and he is the anchor isn't he he's the anchor in the darkest of nights and lord we we just pause and we thank you and we praise you today for your faithfulness that you're that constant that's in our lives everything else might seem like shifting sand, when everything else might seem to be coming against us, when we seem to be assailed from every side, Lord, your your mercies are new. Your mercies are new. And you are faithful. And you are faithful. Have you found a faithful today? Have you found him faithful in your life? Who would would like to stand this morning and just give a quick word of of God's faithfulness this morning? It's Thanksgiving Sunday, amen? So it's great to give thanks and give praise. Amen. Amen. Thankful for the cross. Thankful for the hope that we have. Anyone else? Anyone else?
Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you, Sandy. Anyone else? You know, in, in the in the at Azusa Street, at the uh, at the Azusa Street Church, they had to wait for an hour. Some of them had to wait an hour to give a testimony because they were lined right up. Anyone else this morning? Speak of God's. Anyone else this morning? Anyone anyone can relate this morning to trials and circumstances that come into your life and you don't understand why? You don't understand why? Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? It's really not anything new to human experience, really. We can trace it through the scriptures. We can trace it through history. The many times the giants of the faith would, would be going through wilderness experiences, trials, and testings. And yet through it all, there was a resolve not only to trust God, but to continue to praise Him and give Him thanks And in the final analysis, God always shows himself faithful. And it's on that testimony, it's on that great cloud of witnesses that this morning we can, we can stand because he is faithful, isn't he? He's faithful. And so, Lord, we, we just uh, collectively on this Thanksgiving Sunday, we thank you, Lord, that no matter what might come, you are always, you promised to be with us. You promised that your presence would surround us. You promised that you'd be with us through it all. And so, Lord, continue, we pray, to up, just to undergird our faith. Continue to strengthen us, Lord. Continue to give us that grace that we need to continue on. And uh, we are praying, Lord, and believing that, God, that your favor and your blessing and your will will produce great fruit in our lives for your glory and for your sake. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, worship team. That was just great worship this morning. Just, I don't know about you this morning, but anybody, uh, really, the, the words of the songs that were being sung this morning, did it speak to your heart today? It spoke to my heart. And I just really appreciate the songs that we worship to this morning. I really do really appreciate what the team has put together today. Uh, just really ministered to my heart. I trust it ministered to yours. Praise God. Amen. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving Sunday. And I trust that when you came in this morning, you got a bulletin and... Um, and I, I'm not going to, definitely not going to cover, I think most of the announcements, most of the announcements are pretty uh, similar as they were last week, maybe with the exception of just a few things. So I'll let you take that read it. Just a reminder, of course, on Tuesday nights, we're continuing with the Bait of Satan. 
and uh, that's been a good series so far, and I know that those who have been coming have been, uh, um, you know, it, it's changing, it's, it's, it's helping us to, to, to grow in that area. And uh, I know we have a few other announcements, I know, to do with um, the, the parent room and the, uh, the work bee. There's a few things that are on the go. And I'm wondering if Penny might want to come and just kind of give us a little bit of a verbal. Would that be okay, Penny? Or, or Chelsea on that one? Just to give us a little bit of verbal, just because it's, it's great to have a slide up or something in the bulletin, but it's good to, to kind of get a bit of a more of a description there. On, on the parent room and on, on the work bee, I know we've got a sheet uh, that's attached to our bulletin, but uh, it can give a little bit of description toward that. Okay, well, the parent room is now open. It's uh, down the hall past the kitchen, and if it happens to be locked, then you just come find one of us, and we will unlock it for you. It's a bathroom and diapers and and wipes and stuff for changing children or, or potty training or whatever you need, or if you just need to take... It's very welcoming. Just feel free to take a take a break in there with your child or something if they need. It is not staff. This is for parents and their children. And um, I, I actually was. I'm going to jump back just a little bit if I can here. Uh, I, I was debating on, on giving a testimony, and I don't want to take up too much time, but um, <clears throat> the Lord has always, we've never locked things at home, and, and the Lord has always always been faithful. The Lord has been our, our, uh, our keeper, and, and it just happened, I was home, I think it was Tuesday, and the, um, doing some paperwork, and it was after dinner, and, um, and in come a couple of trucks. And, and it took me a while, and in hindsight, they definitely were just casing the place. You know, they come in and then uh, and started driving around the yard. One stayed by the house, and one drove around the yard. And, and, uh, and then when I couldn't figure out who they were, I, I stepped outside to, to ask if I could help. And then, uh, and then the guy yells at his buddy, oh, there is somebody at the house here, you know, and come on over. <laughs> anyway, they were asking for diesel. And um, so I just asked a bunch of questions. But it, it was... You don't want to believe people are lying, but um, but the Lord was just faithful even in that. To uh, I would happen to be home when they were casing the place, and um, and it did rattle me a bit, but but yes, the Lord is faithful, and uh, and so so I just struggled for a few days here to get my eyes back on that He's faithful and He's uh, He's the one that supplies all of our need. But He is, He is faithful. Anyway, that was just a little aside. I kind of wanted to share that, but I thought it's. I needed a little bit of explanation, and people wouldn't understand. So, anyway, we uh, there is there is too much work at the church here for me to to catch up by myself. So we've made a list of things that need to be doing done, some some regular maintenance and some things that have uh, been stretching on for years here. Things like doorknobs put in uh, in doors in furnace rooms and things that were never done right from the beginning, and. Um, so if you didn't get a, um, a list of some of the things that need to be done, we will have some either on the, they are in the bulletin, but not everybody may have got one in the bulletin. But we're going to do this in two weeks, not next Saturday, but the following Saturday. And we'll, we'll start at 9. We want everybody just to bring their own lunches so that it's not a, um, 
not a big deal to, to do that. We can just stop and grab a snack. And whether you can come for a couple hours or whether you can come for a half a day or we'll probably be here from nine in the morning till try and shut her down by four in the afternoon. But if you can take a job even that takes a few hours and do it, that would be great. So that's, that's about it. Come and talk to myself or Penny or, or grab a sheet and get a hold of us next week. We have broken, you probably have, <laughs> we've broken it down so that, um, so that people, if they see a task that they would like, they can just take it and do it. Now we will try and get all the equipment here that, uh, we, we will have the supplies. We might not have all the equipment to, to do the job, but if I don't, if, if I can't supply the equipment, well, when you talk to me, I will let you know that, what you might need. You might need to bring a drill or, uh, or, or something like that, or a few tools. Pretty well everybody has a drill. And, uh, and I do have circle saws to, to cut holes in door, for doorknobs where we need, but, uh, but anyway. So there's small jobs, and um, there's painting, there's, is the painting on here? Okay. Anyway, there is small jobs. If somebody wants to take one, that's why they're broke down into small jobs. If you see something that, that you enjoy doing, give us a shout. Thanks. faithfulness and carrying through with so much physical stuff here, like maintaining it, that, that is a form of worship. And you definitely worship through all that you do here. Well, everybody, I mean, there's lots of things that go on behind the scenes. I'm sure Newell does all kinds of things. Sandy gets him to do that nobody hears about. But um, just thanks for all the people that physically make this place go. So, but you've carried definitely the bulk of the load, Lincoln. Thank you. And uh, when I came in this morning and I, and I peeked through as the worship team was just going over some music, I happened to notice this really nice sign, this framed sign. Now, I did see the sign before, but then it was like up and it's all framed. And, and, and then, of course, you've got the embellishments. Is that the right way to just frame that? Embellishments? Decorations, right? Now, that takes effort, Right? creativity, planning, and uh, of course the, the platform and, and all of the stuff. I mean, um, I, I'm assuming Sandy. Sandy, do you have something to do with this? You and, you and Newell had something to do with this. I, I can see Newell on the ladder now doing stuff because you see him on the ladder with, the, with, with Easter, right? So it takes a lot of hands to make things go, and, and isn't this really, this looks fabulous, doesn't it? Wouldn't everybody agree? Fabulous. So thank you so much. And it's not just here in front of me. You see it all over, uh, you know, things that, that remind us that we are in the fall. It's not just the wind and the trees and the, and the cold temperatures and, the, and the, the snow down in Calgary that remind us that we're sort of in fall. Fall, where I come from, is in October. And, and it lasts until, like, the middle of December, at least. Sometimes as late as, like, the first one year. We didn't get snow until the end of January. Yeah. But I just want to let you know we got a whole winter's worth of snow within a very short time. It just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming until you could, you could basically walk off of the church's 
roof onto the snow pile because when they just kept pushing it up against the building it was just like you could just walk off of the roof right onto the snow pile it was that bad but we didn't get it to the end of january here you get snow in july right i mean like what is up with that am i complaining that's awful terrible isn't it that i'm grumbling and complaining about snow i've even had people from the maritimes that were like making fun of those that were getting snow and then showing pictures of the beaches in in Nova Scotia, Lawrencetown Beach and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's on the Weather Network, they're even saying. But uh, no, thank you so much for all that, that hard work that goes into these things. So this is trem- tremendous, tremendous uh, stuff. We're going to ask our ushers to come this morning as we, as we worship and praise the Lord for his provision. Amen. And as they do, uh, I know there has been some expression of interest in, in uh, membership uh, at the church. I know there's been at least a couple of people that have mentioned. I just want to make mention that we do have membership packets uh, in the back. And uh, if you're not sure exactly where to find it, just, just let me know. I can direct you to that. I can get one to you. And I have one ready for someone here that has already expressed interest. And, and so that will be, we can, we can take care of that. But we're going to ask the Lord to... Uh, to bless our our giving this morning. And we have some young ushers in training here. And uh, just to let you know as well, I know Frank and Diane are not here today, and they're with family and so on, and so we'll be calling upon a few others to help out serving communion as well later in the service. So uh, I'm going to pass this. Lincoln, would would it be okay if we... uh, Look here, just click that. First of all, I just want to make something more personal. Thank you, Father, for, for your supply. Father, you are, su- you are more than enough for all of our need. And we just thank you and praise you for that. And Father, as we receive today's offering, we are believing you for heaven opened, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declaration, impartation, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah! Amen. morning being Thanksgiving Sunday how many are getting prepared for turkey turkey what what else do do uh, uh, we have on Thanksgiving ham are you having both and what's your address again no 
time is this going to be? And do you have a handkerchief for me? Or, you know, thank you, napkin. Lots of love, yeah. So pumpkin pie, apple pie, blueberry cheesecake. I'll put that on the menu. Trifle, yeah. So what else do we have on, on Thanksgiving? Anybody else have other things besides turkey and ham? Pardon? Salads. Salads. Okay, yes. Does anybody cook a goose on Thanksgiving here? You make chicken. Okay. It all sounds good. Wouldn't you agree? It all sounds good. I, I love, you know, the sweet potato. My wife was asking me, like, what do you want for vegetables with your, with your dinner? Because I have this, and she was naming all the things. And I said, why don't we just forget the turnip? It's, uh, it's a lot of hard work to peel a turnip, cut a turnip. For, for nobody that likes it. I've been finding that turnip, you ever find, are, do you find turnip tastes just a little on the bitter side? Bitter turnip. Okay. I like the sweet potato, especially when you add a little sugar, brown sugar in it. Seriously, yeah, I, I know. I got a bit of a sweet tooth. It can help the turnip too. Yes, it's true. Just that Somebody hasn't been putting sugar in the last little while. I won't say who. I won't say who, but sweet potato. We'll go with the sweet potato. And stuffing. I mean, you can't have Thanksgiving without stuffing. Oh, you can't. It's just, you can't do that to somebody. Like, you, you have to. And I'm a big believer in that stovetop stuffing is the best. I know the others will disagree, and they'll go with the homemade stuff. But I really love stovetop stuffing. And probably it's all because it's loaded full of sodium or something. But I really like stovetop stuffing. And, you know, we, we, can, we, can, thank, we can thank the, uh, the pilgrims um, back in 1621 as they got together with some friendly natives for, for, um, for that. As they as they had their had their feast. This morning in First Corinth or First Thessalonians, sorry, First Thessalonians five eighteen. If you have your Bible or if you have a device or whatever you are able to access that text on this morning, I just want to read a verse. Well, actually, it's verse. It starts at verse sixteen, and then seventeen, and then it comes to eighteen. But it's very simple. One one. Just basically almost one statement where it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And it's interesting where it says, Give thanks in some. I still like to use this because it reminds me of the, remember the ivory soap, right? 99 and 44 100s, right? Is that even where we're supposed to go? 99 
44 100 percent no but it says give thanks in all circumstances all circumstances can can anybody uh, agree with me that that is at times very difficult to give thanks in all circumstances but it's interesting that Paul is encouraging the Thessalonians just to let you know the Thessalonians were going through some rough stuff there was persecution and they were wondering is is this is this uh you know how soon is the the nearing of the of the coming of the Lord? Is this something that is preceding this this persecution that we're feeling? Because you know when we are going through trial and tribulation, it's not always easy. But Paul gives this recommendation. He gives this exhortation that we are to rejoice always. That's at all times. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, we come this morning recognizing that this is not easy to do. And we ask this morning, Spirit of God, that you will help us as your people, knowing that this is your will for us, that we will be able to give thanks in all things, that we'll be able to rejoice always, that we will be able to pray continually, because, Lord, we, we, we need to recognize, as we were singing this morning, that you are the God who is continually faithful in all times, in all places, in all things. And it's because of who you are, Lord. It's who you are. You're, you, are you are wherever we are and wherever we go, there you are. So, Lord, I pray this morning that in all things that we will be a people who have gratitude in our hearts for the relationship that we have with you, even despite the circumstances may not be looking so good down here. But Lord, that we know, as we've said many times before, that there is a hope that goes beyond this life, in the present life that we have. There is a hope knowing that God, that, that all things will be under your feet and under ours someday as we rule and reign with you. So, in, in, But in the meantime, Lord, help us to be able to put this into practice. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we have the children dismissed right now, which is great. God bless them as they are dismissed. A couple of things, uh, three things I just want to mention just briefly this morning. Three things I want to mention, three things. When it comes to giving thanks. Paul says to the Thessalonians, he says, to give thanks in all things, all circumstances. And one of the things that we, we want to highlight is that giving thanks in everything frees us. I'll say that again. Giving thanks in everything, it frees us from the control of those circumstances. One preacher said one time, in a, quite a long time ago, 1636, it was in the mid, the, the darkness of the Thirty Years' War. There was a German pastor who was said to have buried, now listen to this, this is crazy, to have buried 5,000 of his parishioners in one year, an average of 15 a day. His parish was ravished by war, death, economic disaster, and yet in the heart of all of that darkness, 
This is what he wrote when he sat down to write Table Grace for his children. Here's what he wrote. He said, Now thank we all our God with heart and hands and voices who wondrous things had done in whom his world rejoices who from our mother's arms hath led us on our way and countless gifts of love and still is ours today I don't know about you but I would have I probably would have been looking at the situation a little bit differently I probably would have been having, if, if we're to be honest this morning, probably would have had a much harder job to see the good in all of this and to see the favor of God in all of this. But here was a man whose heart had gratitude because, because he knew that thanksgiving comes from love of God, not from outward circumstances. It's interesting, I've been, I've been doing... Um, as part of my master's program from Tyndale, we've been looking at the first few centuries of, of the church. And if you know anything about church history at all, you'll know that in the early going before the Constantinian era, that the church was always on high alert because they were under severe persecution, many cycles of severe persecution by Roman emperors. And there were times when there would be people who would be brought into places and, and at the amusement of the Romans, they would be basically given over to wild animals to be gored to death. And yet there was those who were being gored to death, those who were being burnt at the stake. And as I read what they were saying and what they were standing on is that they continued steadfastly to believe and to have faith in God, even in the midst of their circumstances. Even in the midst of their circumstances. Because, because gratitude, thanksgiving, doesn't come from that. See, sometimes, I don't know if you ever notice it, but, but we are oftentimes more uh, thermometers than we are thermostats. Have you ever experienced that? That we tend, our mood, our, our um, contentment, our happiness, how we feel, our emotions are basically controlled by what's going on around us. And so we function more like a thermometer than we do a thermostat. But a thermostat just doesn't read the temperature. The thermostat sets the temperature. Everybody understand that? The thermostat sets the temperature. The thermostat sets what it's going to be like. And what's interesting is, is that when we have that deep, and this is the thing that I'm coming to the conclusion, is that our, our thanksgiving is directly proportionate to our relationship and our trust in, in a God who is faithful to see us through everything we go through. King David said this in Psalm 34, 1. He said, listen to this. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. This wasn't just sometimes. This was all times. His praise 
shall continually be in my mouth. In other words, David was resolved to bless the Lord, not just some of the time, not just when the sun is shining, but in the very deep, dark nights of the soul. Not when the horn was plenty, but when there was times there might not have been enough. All times. When it seems as though everyone is shouting your name and praising what you have done, and even in the moments when you're hiding from your enemy. David reminds us to bless the Lord at all times, in every situation, in every circumstance, before and in that trial, and in the bright days of joy, and in the dark nights of fear. In everything, it means everything. It's really the, the Greek word. There's no hidden meanings here. There's no, there's no hidden meanings. Everything. No exceptions. Every situation, all times, every circumstance, good bad, happy, sad, and everything else in between. And here is Paul writing to the Thessalonians. And I'm going to be honest at times. Sometimes you, you, you read this and you say, really, Paul? Really? Is this really possible? Is it really possible? Because, you know, Paul, I would really enjoy it much a whole lot better when things are going well. Anybody agree with that? When things are going well, it's, it's a lot nicer. When the bills are paid, when the freezer has ice cream in it, when, you know, when we were back east, when we are, our oil tank was filled, and it was wintertime, and you knew that the wood was put away and it was dry, and you had warmth through the winter, and you knew that you were going to be supplied with all of your needs because you knew that it was coming. It was easier than when it was in times of lack. When times when you weren't sure where, how you were going to pay the bill. You weren't sure of just how you were going to get oil in your oil tank. You didn't have ice cream in the freezer to enjoy with the apple pie that you did not have. And if, and if most of us were we're able to have a conversation around we could all tell stories of when maybe we didn't have it so good but yet yet paul is telling the, the thessalonians who were going through much worse than that they are actually experiencing some very strong persecution and yet paul is telling them and he's telling us today regardless of where you're at regardless of the circumstance that you're facing to give thanks in everything everything there's times when it doesn't seem like it's possible. There's times when it seems like it's hard. But I want you to know that when you, when you look at Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, this is a mark of someone who is filled with the Spirit. Here's what Paul says to the Ephesians. He says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of, of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. And what is the nature, what is the content of this music that you're making in your heart to the Lord? It says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Some commentators have said that Paul says to give thanks in everything, rather not for everything. And maybe there's a good case for that. I'm not sure because there's times when we, when we might say, Lord, it's not that we're thanking you for the rebellious kids that we might have or for the illness that I'm going through, but instead I praise you and I thank you while I'm in it. And I've looked up the Greek, and I've compared it with other trans, translations. And each time, I get for all things, for everything, not just in things. See, it sounds better to say in things, but not for the things. And yet I'm thinking, Lord, wait a minute, I, I need to thank you for the bad stuff that comes? Couldn't, couldn't, I just, couldn't I just thank you while I'm in it? Do I have to thank you for it? Because it just doesn't sound, it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. But one commentator made this statement. He said, to be thankful always is to recognize God's control of our lives in every detail. As he seeks to conform us to the image of his son, nothing must grieve the Holy Spirit so much as the believer who does not give thanks. I want to read that one more time. It, where he says that to recognize God's control in every detail of our lives. Every detail. I, I, I'm going to be honest. That's the thing I, I'm, I'm, I, I struggle with a little bit. Every detail. God's sovereignty. Do we believe that God is in control? Do we believe that God is sovereign? It doesn't sound like too many of us do. Not too many amens on that one. But I think that Scripture shows us God's sovereignty. That God is in control if... God isn't in control, then he's not really much of a God, is he? If you think about when we were going through this in the bait of Satan, the story of Joseph's life and how he went from having a dream that God had given him, revealing the future, yet Joseph, to get to where he needed to go, to become second in command of all of Egypt, to be the one who would devise the plan during the famine that would not only rescue his family, but also the nation. Joseph had to go through some hard stuff. Do you think that God didn't know that was going to happen? Do you think that somehow it surprised him? What do you think? I'm talking to you this morning. Do you think it surprised God? Like all of a sudden now, the alarm goes off, and God is thinking to himself, uh-oh, we need to call a meeting here, emergency meeting, because we did not see it coming that his brothers were going to betray him. We did not see it coming that he was going to be sold into slavery, that he was going to become a servant in Potiphar's house, that he was going to be falsely accused by his wife, that he was going to be going into the dungeon for two years.
Wow. Is it possible that if we were there, if we were in Joseph's sandals, so to speak, could we still praise God for the things that were happening? Because I want you to know that, that folks, I don't know about you, but I like to just go by the quote with the way the crow flies. Can I just get from A to B real quick? Because I don't like all these little, what seem to me, in my mind, to be these detours and these things that just kind of foul up the plan. But sometimes God allows us to experience things and hardships and trials and temptations and all the winds and the, the waves and everything else that's going on because God is doing something in your life and you don't, you don't see it, but he knows what he's trying to produce. Because he knows the end of the, from the beginning. And I'll be honest to say that in that, I'm thinking, Lord, could you, just, could you just get this thing moving on a little faster because I don't like pain. Who likes pain? I don't like pain. I don't know what the purpose on, on Wednesday night was when I went to take the trash out to the bin. And I decided I wasn't going to go on the right side of the garage because I noticed that there was a blue barrel and I just might hit that and hurt myself. So I decided that I would take the wiser course of action and I would go to the left side of the garage at 10 o'clock in the pitch dark. No blue barrel. And what was he thinking about? He was thinking that as he carried that bag of trash that the trash didn't feel so heavy anymore because he could now bench press more than he did before. When all of a sudden, his legs hit the legs of a table that he doesn't see and his face goes crashing into a metal table leg. And yes, it's a little bit sore this morning, but I'm thinking to myself, what is the point of that? But you know, as I was laying down in bed, something crossed my mind. Because, and this is not a chair, I know. But if you can picture two lawn chairs, metal, metal um, legs, like this. Something crossed my mind and I was like, thank you, Lord, I didn't impale myself. Because I could have had a table leg of a chair go through my chest. I could have had it gone through my eye and lost my eye. I could have went into my brain and killed me. Instead, I have a fat lip and just some sore gums. I don't know what that looks like in the light of eternity, but I had to say I actually had to stop and said, thank you, Lord, that it was just my gums and my lip. In all things, yeah. In all things. You see, when God brings trials, and I still haven't got this one figured out yet, so I'll, I'll let you know sometime if I ever do, but God brings things into our lives. And you know, when we grumble and we complain about them, 
And I don't know about you, I'm going to make an admission and say there's times when I have grumbled and complained about the things that come along. But when we do that, I want you to understand that we end up questioning his wisdom. We end up questioning his love. And we end up saying, God, I don't think you're really doing all that well as CEO of the universe. But it's when we are humble before him. And we know that really, we don't deserve anything. That when we lay aside our pride, is when we're able to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you because you have a plan. And I don't understand all of these little detours and all of these little details that sometimes are painful. But I want you to know that God foresees all these things. He doesn't just see, foresee the good things, he foresees the bad things, but he foresees the better thing on the other end. And I want you to know this morning that I'm still trusting and I'm still believing that God, no matter what we go through, what trials, are, that he is going to see every single one of us through to the end, including myself. Another, another piece of the puzzle is that giving thanks in everything is, is not only freeing us from our circumstances, it's an antidote to worry. Anybody ever here have a problem with worry? Lift your hand up. You got problems worrying. Yeah. We all struggle with worry. Paul says in Philippians, excuse me, Philippians 4.16, he says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Oh, there's that thanksgiving word in there again. Let your request be made known to God. Worry. I've worried about my height for 44 years. Didn't change a thing. Didn't change a thing. I'm not six foot two. And I just have to live with it. I thought I wouldn't lose any hair, but... By golly, when I look in the mirror and it's less of it there than there was last year. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coping. I'm coping. I had a real difficult job when I turned 44 because I thought, man, oh man, it's six more years to 50 and then only 17 to retirement. Boy, you know, I was, yeah, I was concerned. It's borrowing trouble, isn't it? Yeah. And you know what worry is? Worry is, comes from an old English word from which we get the word strangle. So when, you, when you're worrying, what you're doing is you're cutting off your windpipe, so to speak. You're choking. And you know that when you worry, when you really worry... What is it, 90-odd percent of the things that you worry about never happen, right? But what it does to you is it causes stress. It causes anxiety. You feel like somebody's pressing you against your chest. It drives up your cortisol level. So if you're trying to lose weight, forget it. Because this kind of stuff really, it causes stomach ulcers, headaches. It causes tension in your neck. There's a whole, uh, a whole pile of health problems that come when you're worried and when you're stressed out. But I also want to say this, that when it comes to spiritually, that worry is a thief of your joy. 
I have been living right in the last couple of weeks or so, and your wife, my wife can, 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 I mean, the both of us, there have been things that have been heavy on our minds. You know, yeah, burdens on our minds. And I want you to know, and, I'm, and I'm, so I'm preaching to myself, if that's okay, for a moment, that this is not good to worry about this stuff. Because when we worry about it, guess what? Sometimes, not only do we stress about it, but there's times when we begin to tr- try to figure it out and how we're going to change the circumstance when really we have no power. And all it's really doing to us is it's sucking the joy out of our lives. And it controls us and we become a slave to it. It steals our hope. It steals our hope of the future. It's, it begins to rob. It begins to take away from the faith that we have in God's goodness and the peace that guards our hearts. I would say that that is right from the... There's a reason why Jesus said that we were not to worry. Amen? But we were to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all the other things, God's going to take care of that for us as we seek the kingdom of God. You know, Ruth Grant, uh, Bell Graham found herself, this is, the, this is the wife of Billy Graham, found herself torn apart by worry. And so one night, while she was away, she, she awoke suddenly in the middle of the night worrying about her son. Her son was rebelling against her. And a current of worry surged through her like an electric shock. She laid in bed, she tried to, pray, but she suffered from anxiety and one fear piling up on top of the other. She looked at the clock, and it was around 3 o'clock in the morning. She was exhausted. And you know what the Lord said to her? The Lord said, you need to quit studying the problem, and you need to start studying the promises. Quit studying the problem. Who here has an analytical mind? Lift up your hand. I see some hands shooting up. If you're anything like me, you see the problem and you analyze it to death. And in the end, you have no solutions. And all you've done is frustrated yourself. And I think that that's what the Lord was telling Ruth Graham, was that you need to quit studying the problem and analyzing it. And the only thing that's going to change things is when when we rest upon the promises of God. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting to the place where there's things that are, we're facing right now in our own lives where we're coming to that resolve. We can't change it. We know that there's someone who can. We're someone who can. And the reason why we know there's someone who can is because he's done it before. Amen? He's done it before, and if he's done it before, he can do it again. And I don't know what you might be going through this morning, but I want you to know that you need to quit studying the problem. And start standing and circling the promises of God. Because he's the only one that, take, that can truly take care of it. Even Jesus mentioned it to us. He said to us in, in Matthew 6, he talked about, the, the, he said, looking at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather in new barns. He's talking about provision here. And he said, and, and which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? I'd be happy with just a couple of inches. But why do you worry about clothing? 
And he talks about what you should eat. But then he goes on, he says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Worry. In essence, he's saying don't worry because worry expresses your lack of trust and your lack of faith. Worry says to God, I don't believe you love me enough to take care of my basic needs. Worry says that, God, I can trust you to save my soul, but I don't trust you to provide for other things that I need. Worry thinks that God thinks more of sparrows than he does of us. And therefore, it defames his goodness, it defames his justice, his love, and his character. Have you ever thought of it that way? That when we worry, we actually defame his character. But on the other hand, Jesus said, don't worry about these things. God knows you need them. All you need to do is pursue him, and he'll take care of the rest. Seek first the kingdom of God. Worry will suck the life out of you. Don't worry. The third thing, bringing this to a quick conclusion... We need to make giving thanks a daily habit. How many came in here this morning and you were able to sing these songs and we were able to, to um, I zeroed in on some of the phrases and some of the words, I'm going to be honest with you, and it really ministered to me, really ministered. And I'm like, Lord, I need this today. Anybody else can say the same? Lord, I really needed this. I'm just thankful. Thank you, worship team, for, for, for selecting these songs and just being led because this, this really ministered to my heart today. But it's not just enough to give thanks once a year on Thanksgiving. It's not just enough to thank and give thanks when we are to gather together for worship on a Sunday. But we need to do it every day. We need to be... John Piper asks the question, how can we not be thankful when we owe everything, he says to God. We owe him everything. And giving thanks, when Paul says give thanks, it has, it's, it's, a, it's a word, and this is interesting, when, when, you, when you look at the word give thanks, it's eucharistos. It's, it's from which we get the word eucharist. And if you know anything about the Eucharist, we don't call it Eucharist. We call it communion. So when we get together, we, we have communion with the Lord's Supper. But in other liturgical churches, or, or I should say in liturgical churches, they, they celebrate the Eucharist. And the Eucharist is what we are, what we're going to be doing in a few moments. We're going to be giving thanks to God. So whenever we come around this table, we are, we are, express, we are expressing our gratitude for God, for everything that he's provided for us. And it indicates when he says this, to give thanks, it means that you have an obligation. An obligation of being thankful to someone who has done a favor for you. It means that you are grateful for what God has done. Now here's the interesting thing, is that the word is in the present imperative and what it means is that it calls for us not just to do it once, but it is a call to a habitual attitude and action. It's also in the active voice, which means that this is a personal choice 
that we need to make continually. So giving thanks in everything means all circumstances. It means all the time. Amen? And then he goes on to say, and this is the will of Christ Jesus, of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So if, if, if you came along and you said, well, what is, it, what is the will of God? Well, the will of God for us, as you can tell by those three things, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in everything. Give thanks in everything. But are you ever tempted to grumble? Oh my goodness, I came home and look. The dishes are piled up in the sink. Where's that monkey? Anybody see that Facebook video I put on? I said, boy, I've got to get that monkey to take care of those dishes. He was, he was, I don't know if you've seen the video, he was really giving it to her. He was busy, man. I come home and I'm seeing the dishes are piled up. Aiden's got his stuff all strewn across the table. He's been cutting up uh, mats that his mother bought for the floor. There's duct tape everywhere, and there's glue sticks that have been melted. Oh, my goodness. And he said that he swept and vacuumed the floor. And there, I mean, it doesn't look. And look at the laundry. There's the laundries piled up downstairs. I mean, it's days we'll be getting through that. You see all that stuff, and then you, and you crumble on your complaint. But here's the good thing. You see, Pastor Steve, you just had a really bad attitude. I want you to know that. Yeah, you're right. Because <sighs> my stress is going up. And when Christiane comes home, her blood pressure goes up 20 points. And yet the truth is, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? Well, boy. You know something? Those dirty dishes in the sink mean we have food to eat. And we got dishes to put the food on. And we have plastic Tupperware containers that we can put the leftovers in the refrigerator. Right? Thank the Lord for dirty dishes. Well, man, Aiden's got a, I mean, look. Oh, my goodness. Look. They left those on the floor but then you think thank you Lord for those healthy little children that can wave the flags during worship amen and they make some noise thank you Lord for the children that I have that, that are healthy enough to make a mess on the kitchen table with glue sticks and cutting up their shirts to make costumes and gluing things to things they shouldn't be gluing things to. Thank you, Lord, for the mountain of laundry because you said if I had faith, only a big I could speak to that mountain and mountain could be, re be removed. But it's going to take me putting some of those things into the, into the washer and the dryer, right? <laughs> Thank, thank the Lord that I can move the mountain of laundry. But thank the Lord that I have laundry 
to wash and a washer and a dryer to put it in and gain laundry detergent to use and gain uh, dryer sheets to make them smell good when it's done. Thank you, Lord. I go downstairs and I see the lights are still on in the green, what we we call the green room. And I've already warned them that if you leave the lights on overnight, you owe me two bucks. So when you take your bottles and your cans, you owe me two dollars. But I'm thankful that we have electricity. Even if I have to pay a little more this month for it. It's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? It's all a matter of perspective. It's all a matter of perspective. I don't know about you this morning, but we need to make giving thanks daily a habit. Lord, thank you. Thank you that it's going to take me a half an hour longer to wash those dishes, Lord. But it's all a matter of attitude and perspective. And I don't know what you're going through this morning, but I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Is that we have a God to whom we owe everything. A God whose goodness surpasses our understanding. A God whose love never fails us. A God who is merciful and compassionate, even in the times when the circumstances look bleak. He's with us. He's surrounding us. And yes, it might be difficult, but folks... We need to practice it. So Lord, help us to practice rejoicing always, praying continually, and giving thanks in everything, knowing that this is your will for each and every one of us. Could we stand this morning and ask the worship team to come back? Can I ask the worship team to come back? Could we just, before we give thanks... Before we celebrate, and I know you you won't hear me say this very often, but before we we celebrate Eucharist, we call communion, that we could just begin to just thank the Lord. Lord, I I might be going through uh, something right now, but you are with me. You are with me. You love me. Your, Your goodness never fails me. Your faithfulness, your promises to me, they never fail. I may not understand it all, but that's okay because you do. And I choose to trust you. And I choose to praise you. And I choose to thank you. And I choose not to worry but to pray about everything. Hallelujah. Could we just lift our hands this morning and just begin to just praise him and to thank him? Lord, we praise you. We thank you today. We owe you everything. Lord, we give you thanks that you made us. Because your word says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you for life. 
thank you for the clothes that we have. We thank you for the food that we have to eat. We thank you for the warmth that we can enjoy. We thank you for the comfortable bed that we have to sleep in. We thank you for family. We thank you for friends. We thank you for all of your provisions. And Lord, we even thank you and we rejoice in the trials and times when it's painful. Times when we suffer alone or at least we feel that we're alone in solitude for others and we cry out to you and we even ask you, Lord, why? But we rejoice and we give you thanks in all things. Hallelujah. We worship you today. We worship you. And we choose today that we are not going to be studying the problems, but that we will, we will study the promises of God. Knowing that what seems to be impossible for us is possible for you. That nothing is impossible for you. And though we be overshadowed by the mountains, but may, though we may be in the valleys of darkness, that God, that you are with us through it all. And we choose to praise you. We choose to worship you. We choose to rejoice. We choose to pray. We choose to have faith. We choose to believe. We choose to stand upon your faithfulness and to feed upon your faithfulness. We choose today to give thanks in each and every circumstance, every trial, every pain, every suffering. We choose today because you are worth it, Lord. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our lives. We owe everything to you. And we know, Lord, that the night, though it might be long and though it might be dark, we know that the sunrise is coming. We know that joy is going to come in the morning. And hallelujah, we're going to stand upon your word today. Oh, hallelujah, joy is going to come in the morning because we hope in you, Lord. Our hope is not in our, in our worrying. Our hope is not in our, in our solutions, but our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in you. And so, Lord, we choose today to follow what your word says. We choose to obey even when we don't feel like it. When it seems like we're surrounded by the enemy, we choose. We choose we choose to worship. We choose to rejoice. We choose to sing the hymns when we're in the shackles and the chains. We sing to choose in the dark. We, we choose to sing in the darkness of the midnight hour, knowing that God, that if we raise our voices to heaven, that it just might be that the angel will just shake the jail cell and that we'll be able to come out free. We choose. Hallelujah. We choose to give thanks in everything because it is your will for us in Christ Jesus.
It is your will. We choose to worship you. Hallelujah. So thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the cross. Thank you. Because he's worthy. I'm going to ask Kristen to lead us in that, in that song, Worthy is the Lamb. And we're going to move toward our communion time as we give thanks to the Lord for what he has done for us, his great sacrifice, and the hope that it brings to each and every one of us. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Lincoln, if he would, and Newell, if they would come this morning. I think we might be able to. And, and if Al would come, would, would Al, would you, would you join us, Al? And, and maybe Ethan, would you? I was thinking of Ethan as well.
Paul said, I've received the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Do eat, take eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, today we just pause to give you thanks. We thank you for your broken body. We thank you, Lord, for the stripes that you took. We thank you, Lord, for the bruises, for the bones, for what you gave up for us. Because, Lord, you weren't just any, you just weren't anyone. You were God incarnate, human, yet divine fully God, fully man. And it was you, Lord, who came to this earth to offer your body as a sacrifice in our stead. The the sin you took upon our sin, our shame, our guilt, our penalty, that we could be forgiven, that we could be set free, that we could enjoy the righteousness imputed to our credit, that we could enjoy God and enjoy Him forever. And so, Lord, we give you thanks, and we give you thanks today, and we choose, Lord, to give you thanks always and to rejoice always. And give us the strength, Lord, to do it at all times when it's good and when it's bad. We thank you. And we ask your blessing on it in Jesus' name. Let's eat together. Mm.
In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I'm going to ask Mama Nellie. Mama Nellie, would you pray uh, and ask God to bless this part of our communion? set us free you have set us free from a body of sin and death you have set us free from the penalty of sin you have given us a hope of a resurrection and you have given us a hope of eternity with you you have given us a hope that one day we will rule and reign with Jesus forever you have given us that hope and we thank you Lord for all of the benefits all of the benefits of the death of Jesus, all of the benefits for his, of his resurrection, all of the benefits of his ascension and his coming again. Because, Lord, in so doing, we have proclaimed your death and your coming in celebrating this meal of thanksgiving because you're worthy, worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your name. Can we just say that again? Worthy is the Lamb. Great to see uh, Caleb and Marianne with us this morning. And uh, of course, back from school. And uh, Caleb, would you, would you do the honors of dismissing our service in a word of prayer? I mean, you are a Bible college veteran now. <laughs> and uh, I bet you do things like that all the time. So if you wouldn't mind dismissing us this morning. <laughs> 
this service and thank you that your spirit has come and meet with us. Lord, help us to walk by your spirit this week and all the time. But to follow you and to know you, to be close to you, to feel close to you. Um, Would you give us that revelation of how close we are to you, how you've accepted us and it's not us who did all the work. Thank you for the cross, God. Thank you for bringing us near to you. In Jesus' name, amen.